0: Welcome to the Rich Coach Club, the podcast that teaches you how to build your dream coaching practice and how to significantly increase your income. If you're a coach and you're determined to start making more money, this show is for you. I'm Master Certified Life Coach Susan Hyatt, and I'm psyched for you to join me on this journey. You're listening to Episode 30. Here we go. There's a hilarious comedian named Jim Gaffigan, and you may have seen his specials on Netflix. He's a husband and a dad, and he has these four small kids at home. And in one of his comedy shows, he has this joke where he says, people always ask me, Jim, what's it like to have four kids? And he says, it's like, just imagine you're drowning, and then someone hands you a baby. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Raising four kids three, two, or even just one kid is a huge responsibility. I mean, I've got two, I know. And when you're running a business and parenting at the same time, holy moly, it's a lot to handle and it can feel like your attention is being pulled in a thousand different directions. There's carpool and PTA meetings and bake sales and fundraisers at school and helping your kid with his homework and dance practice and karate lessons and sleepovers and putting dinner on the table and worrying if your kid is getting bullied at school or having unsafe sex. I mean, ah, a million things pounding in your head. And then on top of all this, you're supposed to like write an inspiring newsletter to promote your new coaching program and get enrollments rolling in. Dude, dude. This shit ain't easy. However, it is possible to build your dream coaching practice and be a great parent. And many people have done this and you can do it too. It's not an unattainable fantasy. I promise you can do this. I can share with you guys in the show notes some of the recent hilarious texts from my kids while I've been on this book tour. I mean, if I can do it, you can do it. Some days there's gonna be a clusterfuck of chaos, and other days will run really smoothly. But in the end, it's all so worth it. And on today's episode, we're talking about how to run a successful business when you've got kids at home. Even if you're not a parent, you will enjoy this episode because it's going to give you some insight on what it's like to raise small human beings. And if you've got clients who are parents, it's also good to have this kind of empathy and insight into their situation. All right, let's get this episode rolling along. As always, we're starting with a segment that I call your two-minute pep talk. And this is the part of the show where I share some encouragement and inspiration to get your week started off right. And I try to keep things to 120 seconds or less. So I had a client once who said to me, Susan, Every time I sit down at my computer to work on my coaching business, like I sit down to write a blog post or work on my marketing plan or pitch a potential client or whatever, I feel kind of guilty. I feel like I'm taking time away from my family. I feel like instead of being so self-indulgent and working on my coaching practice, I should be spending time with my kids. So this is a common thought and feeling. I've heard so many women talk about this mom guilt me included. So many moms and dads, too, feel like no matter how much time they give to their families, it's never enough. So yeah, sure, you can think to yourself, every hour I spend working on my coaching practice is an hour I should be spending with my kids. Or you can try on a different mindset. Instead, you can think to yourself, most people hate their jobs. I don't. I love my work. I love coaching. I'm so passionate about what I do. And I want my kids to see me pursuing my dreams and building my business. I want my kids to know that it's possible to find a career that you love. And I want my kids to have that kind of role model in their lives. I want my kids to grow up and think, wow, mom is so creative and brave and amazing. My mom is an entrepreneur and my mom is so cool. Listen, I don't know that my kids actually think or say that yet, but they're gonna. (laughs) That kind of attitude is what you want to adopt. It's so true and it's so powerful for your kids to see you pursuing your dreams. This is a good thing for them to witness. And if that means you're not available for every single field trip or bake sale or homework session, that's okay. It's much more important that your kids have a mom who is happy, inspired, excited, and lit up about life. So here's a quick story for you. I have a friend who's all grown up now. She's in her 30s. And when she was little, her mom was a professional opera singer and later became a vocal coach. And this meant her mom had a pretty unusual work schedule. So often, her mom wasn't at home for dinner at night because she was performing at the opera house downtown. And often, her mom would fly out of the country to Denmark or Austria or somewhere far away to give a recital. She gave her kids tons of love when she was at home, but she definitely wasn't a typical soccer mom and she didn't do a lot of the typical mom stuff. My friend says, you know what? I am so grateful that my mom wasn't at home all the time. I'm so grateful that my mom wasn't available to do carpool every single day. I grew up watching my mom go after her dreams. I grew up watching that and now that's how I live my life too. I'm following in her footsteps and creating my dream life because she showed me how it's done. So if you're feeling that icky mom guilt creeping into your head, please remember the story I just shared. And remember, you're not a typical mom. You're an unusual and exceptional mom. And you're a very special kind of role model for your kids. It's good for your kids to watch you dive passionately into your work. And it's good for your kids to watch you shine and do something you love and this is a gift for your kids, something you're adding to their lives, not something you're taking away. Parental pep talk complete. So now we're moving into the part of the show where I give shout outs to you. Shout outs to my precious listeners and clients and all the wonderful people in my business community. And today I want to give a shout out to Allison. So Allison gave me a five-star review on iTunes and the title is, I fucking love this podcast. (laughs) I knew within seconds of finding and listening to Susan that she would be my new virtual coach for all things coaching. So many awesome business tips, such fun, upbeat topics. She doesn't waste any time with fluff, right to the point, and I love it. Oh my gosh, Allison, thank you so much. That means so much to me. And hey, if you have something to say about this show, please send an email to my team, support at shyatt.com, or post a five-star iTunes review about the show, Post something on social media and tag me, and you might hear your name on a future episode. I love giving shout outs to my community, so holla at me. Thank you for the love. I love you right back. It's time for the interview, y'all. And today I'm speaking with Chancey Dawn. Chancey has the most incredible story and I'm jiggling in my seat because I just can't wait to introduce this woman to you. So Chancey is a mom with five kids. And about nine years ago, her daughter Celeste got very sick. It was a brain tumor. And this diagnosis was so stressful and frightening for the whole family. And it also became fuel for Chancey. Chancy decided, I need to help my daughter get well, and that is my highest priority. And she also realized, life is so precious, and we never know what's coming next. She decided she didn't want to waste any more time stuck in a career that she didn't enjoy. So, after her daughter's diagnosis, Chansey completely reinvented her career. She figured out a way to work from home so she could set her own schedule and have more freedom and more time to take care of her daughter. She started working for a network marketing company and trained to become a nutritionist and a life coach. And I have so many questions for Chansey about how she balances business and parenting and the rest of her life too. I know you'll love this conversation with the amazing Chansey. And here we go. Welcome to the show, Chansey Dawn. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here. I've gotten to know you this year, and I'm so impressed with you. And there's so many things that you could share with Rich Coach Club, but I think there's two things in particular that impress me. Number one, you are running your business while also parenting five children, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so like whenever I honestly whenever my clients I have two of you and you know each other who have five kids So whenever I have clients that complain about how they don't have enough time or they don't have enough energy I'm like, okay So let me tell you about my clients with five kids and you can shut all the way up And then number two the other thing that I would love to highlight about you is that you have been successful in other entrepreneurial endeavors And made a big, bold choice to pivot and become a coach. So welcome to the show. And thank you for sharing your genius with us. I can't wait to dive
1: in. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. When you asked me, I was just like, I think I told you, this is a dream come true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) So I'm
1: really pumped. Thanks, Susan.
0: Well, I think it's important for us to hear stories, real stories of coaches who have made big, bold moves and who are living their lives, doing all the things that we all do, you know, parenting kids and getting people off to the bus stop. And so let me ask you this. Talk to us about what it was like building your last business and what your goal was with that. And when did you decide, you know what, I think I want to do something different? Yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely. So 9 years ago I was a teacher and I liked what I was doing but I just there was I didn't have a passion for it and I was really wanting to teach like when I went into teaching it was so I could have my summers off and my weekends off right and so time freedom has always been something that I really value and so when I my daughter she was diagnosed with a brain tumor and I really I just thought, you know what, life is too precious to waste doing something I don't love doing, which was staying home with her. So that's why I found network marketing. I found a company that I aligned with, and I jumped in, and I went hard, and I built hard, and within about seven months, I retired myself from my teaching career. So that was my big why, to be able to stay at home with my daughter as she was healing and being able to help her from there, I was realizing I was quickly going to be a single mom. And I wanted to still be able to number one, stay home with my kids. And of course, with my daughter, and number two, I wanted to be able to provide a really great lifestyle for them with lots of just to show them what was possible, right? Right. And so I was like, Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Full on and I did it. But at the same time, Susan, that I found network marketing, the exact same month, I actually was training to be a life coach. So that was always my true heart's passion. Yet I saw network marketing at the time to be the vehicle at the time to do what I needed to do because I didn't have the belief in myself as a life coach yet. Right. Right. So I went hard, I did it for eight years and accomplished what I wanted to. I've been able to stay at home full-time with my kids and run this business. Since then, I've met, you know, a great guy. We have five kids because it's a blended family. I did not have five children myself. I had three, which is
0: enough. Yeah, that's enough. That's one more than me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, you know, now we have the five together, and it's really great. And last January, I sat in a cabin and by the fire, and I just was journaling, and I was bawling. And I was like, you know what? I have accomplished the ability to stay at home. I'm making a great income, but something is missing. And I was beside myself until I started getting really real with myself and saying, you know what? It's been there all along. So my passion has always been coaching. And in the nine years in network marketing, my very favorite part of that was discovering Women's Wise. Because my why was so powerful and it allowed me to be able to put my whole heart into this business. Mm -hmm. I love discovering women's whys. I love learning, you know, their purpose and helping them achieve that. And that is what I want to do. Not constrained to one company, but on a massive level to be able to help so many women achieve their dreams and live their why. So that's when I had to get really real with myself and say, okay, I am terrified. Like, I think I told you, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to live in a van down by the river, (laughs) right? Right? Like, can I do this? But I realized if I don't step towards my purpose and being a life coach, I am selling myself and like all of these other women short.
0: So that's- Yes, Queen, uh, so no. <laughs> thank so you. So, so let's go back a little bit. So, I love that you made the decision because, right, life happens and things happen, and a dramatic circumstance of your daughter recovering from a tumor and you saying, you know what, like that shook you awake. I think every entrepreneur has a moment where something woke them up, where they were like, okay, I am no longer okay with doing things according to somebody else's plan or timetable. And I'm going to do my own thing. And so network marketing was your thing and you were successful at it. You were able to work from home, which honestly, many of the people listening to this podcast, that is their goal. I just want to be able to work from home. You know, I just want to be able to do my thing. That was my objective when I became a coach. I was like, how cool would it be to just be in my home office and spend my time helping people create the lives that they want? It just seemed like such a pipe dream at the time, but also it was so motivating for me to imagine doing that instead of selling houses. So for you, you were like, okay, crying in the cabin. I was crying in my bathtub. <laughs> so we're both we're both we're having both these experiences where we're crying. What was the thought that helped tip you over? What was the tipping point when you were crying in the cabin that made you realize like I've got to be brave enough to go for it? I felt spiritually dead. Oh my goodness. That is not the answer I was expecting. (laughs) This is so juicy. This is the point, you guys listening to this podcast, dun, dun, dun. I was spiritually dead. What are the symptoms of being spiritually dead?
1: Just going through the motions, but not feeling lit up. You know, I, I felt like I was doing a good job because I was showing up for my team. I was doing what I, doing the do, but I felt sad. Like I felt that something huge was missing and I knew it wasn't outside of me. Right. And that's where the spiritual aspect comes from. Like I knew it wasn't outside. I knew it was something that I was selling myself short on. And yeah, that's it. Like I actually, in my journal, I have written from that day, like I am spiritually dead and circled and circled and circled. (laughs) And that's when I started bawling. I was like, oh my gosh right?
0: So I can hear the emotion in your voice yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so when you circled it, since you made that decision, you were like, okay, I'm spiritually dead. What has it been like? I know it hasn't been all rainbows and unicorns for you. But what have you noticed is different since you made the decision that you were going to go all in on your coaching practice?
1: Well, I have this truth bomb on mm-hmm. my wall. And it says, let it be easy. Mm. And it has turned from the work I was doing, feeling painful to, I just feel so, so excited. And I feel so lit up by it that the hard work, because this shit is hard, (laughs) right? Like, I'm like building this coaching practice is not easy, but it feels good. And to me, that is like, that's what's easy about it. Mm -hmm. you know, making the choice every day to be consistent, making a choice every day to show up for myself, to do the things that I find difficult Mm -hmm. because I'm feeling spiritually alive now because I'm on the right track. I'm on the right track for my purpose.
0: So what does it look like for you to now show up for yourself?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, investing in coaching was huge, right? Mm -hmm. Because going from a place of feeling pretty good, like affluent, I could afford what I wanted to stepping away from a network marketing business. And I'm still making residual, which is beautiful, but it's not what it was. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, being at that place and saying, okay, here I am. And I'm my money and is where it's at. And I'm still going to make the choice to invest in myself heavily. That is an action, right? That came fully from my thoughts and my belief in myself to do this, that has changed everything for me. So it's that stepping forward, investing in myself, investing my belief and holding myself accountable to every single day to get that content out, to make the offers, to make connections with people. I'm an introvert and I built my network marketing business online, but I know in order to take my coaching business to where I want it to be, I need to actually get out and network, right? Face-to-face, meet people. That's exhausting, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but because I'm doing something that's so aligned with myself, even though it's still exhausting, I'm still doing it and I want to do it and I'm taking care of myself. I mean, I love when you say the best business plan is self-care, right? Because I'm having to make the choice every single day to take care of myself at such a high level so that I can in turn pour that into my business and getting out there and all of that and it's amazing i love it <laughs> i love it <laughs> it is amazing i
0: remember <laughs> when i made the decision to leave real estate and i did and i actually did one of the funniest things about that story was i didn't even go pack up my own office i had a friend of mine who also lived in my neighborhood her son was a teenager at the time, and he would install my real estate signs and fill my flyer boxes and cut my yard, that kind of thing. And I sent him over to pack up all my stuff. And I just had him put my office belongings in my garage. I honestly didn't even open those boxes for a couple years until after (laughs) I had exited. But I remember like power walking through the neighborhood with my dog. And I ran into another neighbor who I hadn't seen for a while. I mean, we just exchanged niceties. And then she said, I can't get over the difference in your face. Mm. And I was like, I honestly think that's what happens when you lose the stress of doing something you're not supposed to be doing. You know, it's so taxing to show up every day for a gig that is soul sucking. And when you start, even though this life coaching entrepreneurship gig Kent, there are certainly plenty of things that we all do that aren't our favorites. It still beats the the best day of doing the wrong thing. Yeah,
1: because you're in alignment, mm-hmm. right? And when you're in alignment, it's letting it be easy. To me, that just makes so much sense. Like I remember back oh years ago, someone said to me, this is not my quote, but when you do what is hard, life is easy, right? But when you mm-hmm. do what is easy, life is hard. Mm-hmm. So it would have been very easy for me to sit on my ass, right? Talk about my company here and there, coach my team. That would have been easy because I already had a foundation built. But man, is that hard? Like I said, I felt spiritually dead. So when you have that fire inside of you and you know, you know what you're supposed to be doing. And when you get honest with yourself, even though it's hard, oh my goodness, it just flows. Yeah, It's a total different experience. And. I love it, Susan. Like the face thing, someone actually said that to me. I took some pictures just selfies of different events, right? And a couple of people wrote to me and they're like, You're looking younger. Like, what mm-hmm. are you what are you using? They yeah. thought it was like some cream. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just stepping into my power. And they're like, Really? <laughs> like it was all. Awesome. <laughs> and it was like, okay. Kind of weird for them, right? But I'm like, truly, that is what's happening. I feel alive. Yeah.
0: It's so true. Like, I honestly. When I share before and after pictures of me, I'm really like, look at my face. The before is me looking kind of gray, not my hair. It was dyed platinum. But my (laughs) actual skin tone and my eyes are not alive. And now it doesn't matter if it's a selfie after running or a professional headshot. It's the energy that is present when you're a woman who's aligned and who's doing what she's meant to do. There's, there's no better youth factor uh, than that. And so in terms of going from, I love this. I think I may call this episode like going from spiritually dead to alive with purpose or something, because, you know, when you go from what you consider to be spiritually dead to being in alignment with your purpose Absolutely. When people ask me things like, well, how do you get so many things done in a day? And a lot of it's hard stuff. Some of it is that I've been at this for a while, but some of it is because I'm motivated to do the hard things because I understand what it feels like to be working hard at something I don't want to be doing. So it's like it's a miracle. It's a it's an unbelievable honor To be able to work from home and do what you want to do and be your own boss and all those things.
1: Yeah. And change people's lives, right? Like when I coach someone and when they write me the next day with thoughts about the coaching or what happened even that night, like, my gosh, it's, it gives me such adrenaline. I could run a marathon. (laughs) I'm not a runner and all of a sudden I want to be because I'm like, Oh, I'm so pumped up. Right. Like that is, there's nothing that I could think of that would be better to do. Mm. So it's just so worth it. Right. It's so worth stepping into that. And I love seeing other women get that, you know, that ignited, like their why, and then really going for it, like really narrowing down their why, really going for it and busting through their own limitations. There's nothing more fulfilling than witnessing that and being a part of that. It is just so good.
0: So let me ask you this. So in terms of making the hard decisions that you've made, so to go from teaching to working for yourself, creating your own paycheck, and then transitioning from network marketing to coaching, what do you think, because I also love talking about self-care as a business plan. What do you think in terms of your your mental health, your thought work? What are some of the top things that you've told yourself during those transitions that helped you stay the course? Top things that I've told myself? Well,
1: I'm really... So I was trained um, by Brooke Castile, right? The life coach school. So I am all about getting real with my thoughts. So really, every single morning before the kids wake up, what I do is I get up and I actually go sit in my bathroom because for some reason that's like my sanctuary. I sit there and um on the floor and I do a thought download. So I do a thought download for like 10 minutes about absolutely everything that's coming up for me. And then I look at those thoughts and I get really real with myself, right? Because some days my thoughts are really like, yeah, this is great. Some days I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to go back to bed. So I don't think it's any generally like something I can pinpoint on a larger scale, but it's every single day showing up for myself, getting really real with where my thoughts are, and looking at what are these thoughts creating in my life, right? What results am I getting directly because of these thoughts, which are ultimately beliefs about myself. So it's just that practice that never ends, you know, Mm -hmm. like every single day getting really, really real. And when I start to become critical, or I'm not growing as fast as I want to, or all of these, you know, that mean girl brain, Mm going back to her and going, what's really going on here? And just being so compassionate again with those thoughts, like this is what's coming up for me. It's all okay. And now I'm going to level up and choose to think different thoughts that are, that's going to help me, you know, feel the way I want to feel to take the actions I know I need to take to build this business.
0: So what have you noticed? And I, Obviously, was trained as well by, well, Martha Beck and Brooke. And so I'm a fan of both of those life coach schools. The foundation is thought work. So in my opinion, becoming a master (laughs) self-coacher is key to running your own business because there are a million times a day that things can go sideways that you could look at it one way or the other. I was joking with a class that I was teaching earlier that I took a screenshot of my rank on the latest Peloton class that I took. So Peloton, for those of you who don't know, is a very fancy schmancy spin bike where you can join live classes. There's a monitor right on the handlebars. And it is a marvel and a miracle that I own one because I am not a gadget (laughs) person. I am not a home exerciser person. I am obsessed with this Peloton. Anyway, I was taking a class this morning and it was so bomb. It was the theme of it was Queen. So it was all music from Queen and it was such a blast. I worked my ass off. It The class itself, the replay is a couple years old. So over time, almost 16,000 people have taken that class. And at the end or even during the class, it tells you what your rank is. So where do you fall? with all these other bikers. And I'm honestly like, no matter how many people are on the class, I'm in, I'm always in the bottom third. Like I'm not, I mean, I'm five foot three, I have short legs. I'm not that fast. And I don't really care that much. But anyway, because there were 16,000 riders, let's say I was like rider 10,500. And I took a screenshot of it because I was like, you know, you could look at this one of two ways. I could say over 10,000 people are faster than me, or I could say I biked faster or scored higher than 6,000 people. And, you know, ultimately how I feel, but how I feel comes from what I tell myself about that ranking. And I think in business that can happen so often that we're like, oh, you know, I didn't hit my money goals or so-and-so just scored a book deal and I didn't and we can make it mean such terrible things about ourselves instead of, telling ourselves things that are helpful so that we stay in alignment so that we then take action that makes sense for our business. So true.
1: And you know, it's really interesting because right after my cabin experience, when I'm like, I'm going for coaching, I looked you up because I had remembered you back when I was training Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was at, you know, kind of in the beginning of your career. And I looked you up and I was like, holy crap. (laughs) Look what she's doing, right? I'm like, this is unbelievable. And for a moment I started to think, oh, like if I hadn't wasted my time building this network marketing business, like waste, like, which is so funny because it was such not a waste of time. But the mean girl started to come up, right? I'm like, I could be accomplishing so much more right now in my coaching. But then I thought, no, what am I thinking? And I started to like, look at you and look at other coaches and be so inspired because I'm like, they are doing something that is so amazing in the coaching industry. Like, and if they can do it, so can I. And so it's like looking at those faster riders or whatever, being like, they're a human being just like me. And if they could do it, so can I. So I just love that. Like I love surrounding myself with coaches who are making like amazing money because I'm like, this is where I can go. This is what I can do. And this is what I can inspire others to do as well. Right. So I love, I just think it's so great. And, um, yeah, that is so good. I love that.
0: And I also love how much
1: you love your bike.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like you may not ever want to take a spin class or get on the bike, but (laughs) it's like so
1: funny. (laughs) I was actually on a coaching call with you when they knocked on your door to deliver your bike. Oh and my heard, god, that's like, right. Yes, and you were like, "Oh, wait." And you hadn't got it. You came back and you were so pumped. And now I'm like, I need to get myself one of those because it seriously sounds like a game changer.
0: <laughs> it's it's so it fills me with such joy and I have to say, like for any of you considering it, the instructors, the female instructors particularly, Are life coaches. I mean, the stuff that they say during class. Now, I'm someone who I had only attended a couple of spin classes in my whole life and I hated each and every minute of both of them. Now, looking back, there are many reasons why. Like, I'm sure I was walking into a spin studio and doing a class that I was not prepared to do. You know, like, you can't just show up and do the hardest class. And like no instruction and the instructors in those studios weren't entertaining. This is Peloton's got this nailed. They've got instructors that are not only great teachers, but they're highly entertaining. And they also deliver very life coaching messages throughout each class. So I feel like at the end of the day, when I go down in my basement and do that bike, that it's my own private coaching session. It's my self-care and it's. I am aware that, in order to create maximum output in my business, that I have to be devoted to self care and that's part of my personal plan, like yours. So let me ask you this as you move forward building your business, I love asking people this question: What helps you feel rich that costs very little or no money? Okay. So there's something that helps me feel rich that does cost me money. So I'll talk about that first.
1: And it's investing in coaching for myself. And the reason being is just because it helped me feel rich in spirit because I'm investing in myself and I'm believing in myself enough to do that. So that definitely costs money, but it's so worth it. What helps me? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll give you an example. On the airplane, I, you inspired me, and I asked for the full can of <laughs> bubbly water. <laughs> Yay! And I took a picture and I posted it on Instagram, right? Because I was like asking for what I want in life. That makes me feel rich, and that's free, right? You can yes. ask and showing up like that. And when I did that, I asked, and it felt it was like such a small thing, but like she's like, "Yeah, of course," and she handed it to me. It was like she was handing me like the Holy Grail. It was like, "Whoa, well, here's this full can. And I was like, can I have two snacks? <laughs> right? And it was just so cool. And I love that because I think, you know, it costs nothing to show you up for yourself. And every single day you can choose to do that and ask, ask for what you want, because really it's like, it's there
0: for you. Ask so. for. Everything. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And I love that that helps you feel. It helps me feel like. So when I ask for exactly what I want, and this is a challenge to all of you listening, just like Chancy said, it could be asking for the full can on the plane. So there's a blog I wrote about that. Or it could be asking for the bench seat in a restaurant, or it could be asking you know for your housekeeper to do something different than how they've been doing it that irritates you right like so you're expanding your capacity for receiving what it is that you need and we talked about capacity on an episode a couple of episodes with Lisa Fabrega if you haven't listened to that episode you got to listen to that one but chancy you are such an inspiration for coaches Who are getting started. And I appreciate you with all those five kids taking time (laughs) today to deliver some goodness to Rich Coach Club. Oh, it's just been my pleasure. Thank you so much, Susan. This has been great. On today's episode, we've been talking about running a business when you've got kids at home. And before we wrap things up, I have one small suggestion for you. Start setting consistent Office hours for your coaching business, just as if you were commuting to an office and working at a typical job. Your office hours can be whatever you want. It could be Monday through Friday, 8 to 1. It could be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 10 to 4. Whatever schedule you want, but whatever schedule you decide upon, I want you to treat this time seriously and be devoted and consistent. And, and this is the most crucial part, I want you to notify your fam bam your family, about your work schedule. Let your partner and kids know. From 8 to 1, mom is working. My door will be closed. My headphones will be on. I will be focusing on important projects. Please don't disturb me unless it's a major emergency. Listen, y'all, when my kids were little, when I started this practice, they were 6 and 8 years old. They were in school, but if after school or there was a snow day or some kind of school holiday... I was like, listen, unless there's blood, I don't want to see ya. And my office door, this house was built in the 20s, so it's like a like a parlor type door with glass. And little Cora Hyatt would come stand <laughs> where I could see her and press her Polly pockets up to the window, like, I need help. This is an emergency. But really, it took me a while, but I trained them. You could also tell your family. Pretend I'm at an office giving an important presentation and you're not going to bust into the room and interrupt unless something major is happening like the house is on fire and true story. I have to tell this little story when you work from a home office, many of you know, there are pros and cons to that. And one of the downsides for me is that anytime something needs to happen at the house, any kind of contractor needs to come in, it can throw a wrench in the quiet that I require to do sessions and do webinars. And one time, For like a solid two weeks, I had a paint crew coming in to remove wallpaper and paint the house. And it was just unavoidable that it was going to overlap with business hours. And I'd known these guys for years, and they knew the drill. You know, I'm like, listen, unless the house is on fire, someone's dying, do not come into my office. And one day, I put a pot of chili. I made a pot of chili in between sessions, and I left it to simmer on the stove. Except I left the burner set too high and I was teaching a class and the painter was standing in the doorway, waving his arms. I could hear all this ruckus happening and I'm like waving them away. And what was actually happening was the chili was bubbling over on the stove and there were legitimate flames. (laughs) So (laughs) they saved my house from catching on fire that one time. So fire, blood, that kind of thing. You got it. You might have to really train your family to respect your office hours. And if they forget about the policy, just gently remind them. And if they forget, remind them again, hold firm on your boundaries and do not waver. And pretty soon they will get the message. You can also remind your kids, hey, if mom gets interrupted, then mom can't finish her work. And if I can't work, then we have less money. And if we have less money, that means no Nike tennis shoes or Xbox or trip to Disney. (laughs) Like you can frame things like that and your kids might suddenly feel inspired to respect your office hours. No, seriously, folks, set office hours, do it, do it. I am constantly harping on this with my clients because it has changed my effing life and my business too. I don't know any successful entrepreneur who doesn't practice consistent business hours, but I know a lot of broke entrepreneurs who don't stick to consistent business hours. It's so important, especially if you have kids. As a parent, your time is an extremely precious resource, so you need to be extra super intentional with what you're doing and when. Set your office, hours, and stick to them, and this will make such a difference for you. You'll thank me later. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're running a household with kids and running a business, please give yourself a big hug and congratulate yourself because you are a damn superhero, and that's for real. I hope this episode helped you remember that investing time and energy into your coaching practice is not something that makes you a bad parent. It makes you an amazing parent. You are being a role model for your kids and this is a good thing for them to see. Also, I hope this episode has inspired you to choose office hours for your business and stick to those hours and get your family on board too. Train your family to respect your work time. This is such a great move because it means when you're working, you can really work without being interrupted and then when you're with your kids, you can be really present with them too it's better all around for everyone. Win-win. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Susan Hyatt's Rich Coach Club. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to shyatt.com forward slash rich, where you'll find a free worksheet with audio called three things you can do right now to get more clients. You can download the worksheet and the audio, print it out. There's a fun checklist for you to check off. Just three things to do. Check, check, checkety check. This worksheet makes finding clients feel so much simpler and not so scary. So head to shyattcom forward slash rich to get that worksheet. Over there, you're also going to find a free Facebook group you can join, especially for coaches bring your coaching practice and your income to the next level at shyatt.com. That's S-H-Y-A-T-T.com. See you next week.